Hello, Life Group Leaders, and welcome to the Life Group Leaders podcast for 40 Days with Jesus. I'm your host, Pastor Roy, and we're about to enter week four of the series. I hope you've enjoyed the sermons and the studies and the devotionals so far. For week four, the devotional theme is the I Am Statements of Jesus. There are some good devotionals on each of those seven I Am Statements, so I encourage you to read and or listen to them. For the Life Group study this week, we have chosen the theme of money and possessions, focusing on what Jesus teaches us when it comes to those things. As with weeks two and three, the study guide for week four has the two grade boxes at the top and the bottom. And this week, the top box contains reflections on the devotionals from week three on the theme of relationships. The bottom box contains reflections on the sermon from Sunday, March 27th. These are both optional. You can choose to do them with your groups or not. Let's take a look at the study guide for this week's theme of money and possessions. So the first half of the guide focuses on Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24. Before you ask the questions, have someone read those verses. In verse 19, Jesus begins this teaching by telling us that we should not store up our treasures here on earth. And the first question here is, what reasons does Jesus give us in verse 19 for why we should not do so? And those can be answered by looking at the text, of course. This might be the perfect opportunity to direct a question to a member of your group who might usually be quiet during your group times. The next question asks, what are some other reasons? And it's just an opportunity for people to share their own thoughts on why we should not store up our treasures on earth. Next, the focus moves to what treasures are. Does the word treasures refer only to money? Or what else might be a treasure? And that could be just about anything. So take some time to talk through that. What could we consider a treasure? In verse 20, Jesus continues by saying that we should store up our treasures in heaven. And again, the first question asked here finds its answer in the text. And it's basically the opposite to why we should not store up our treasures here on earth. That's followed by a question as to how we store our treasures in heaven. Now, again, this could have many answers. It could be financial, such as giving of our finances to help build the kingdom, or giving our time and our talents also to build the kingdom. Take some time to talk through that. What, what um, you know, some of the ways that people feel they can, they can uh, store up their treasures uh, in heaven. In verse 21, Jesus says that where our treasures are, is where our hearts will be as well. Now, the question asked here is an opportunity for people to share what that means to them. What does it mean when Jesus says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also? Take some time to talk through that. See what people think about that. Then in verses 22 to 23, Jesus addresses the spiritual vision of his disciples, and he's basically telling us that we need to see clearly what God wants us to do 
and see the world from his point of view. He speaks of a healthy or pure eye and an unhealthy or evil eye. The first questions here are, what do these represent? What did Jesus mean by a healthy eye or a pure eye? And what did he mean by an unhealthy or evil eye? Now, here the commentaries will be very helpful for you if the conversation gets stuck. One of the commentaries is the Life Application New Testament commentary. And in that commentary, it states that a pure eye focuses on God and lets sunshine into a person's soul. And an evil eye represents materialism, greed, and covetousness. The next question asks how we can tie all of this into money and possessions. So when we have a healthy or pure eye, we're likely to store up our treasures in heaven to be more focused on our eternal inheritance than we are on our earthly wealth or possessions. But when our eye is unhealthy, when we have an evil eye, then we place much more value on our earthly treasures. The next question on this passage from Matthew 6 asks you to reflect on the two verses just discussed and then to read verse 24 again and then put into your own words what Jesus is telling us about our money and possessions in verse 24. Now, one possible answer would be that Jesus is telling us that we can't place our loyalty in two places at the same time. We must make a choice between serving ourselves or serving God. The final question involving Matthew 6, verses 19 to 24, asks that you read Luke 17, verses 31 to 33, and then compare that passage to the passage in Matthew 6. Then talk about how they complement each other. Now, the verses from Luke 17 should be familiar as we looked at them in last week's study guide. So as you compare them, I think you'll see that they really have a similar sentiment, especially when they're compared to Matthew 6.24. Basically, the sentiment is that we must make a choice between earthly treasures and heavenly ones. And I think that's a a clear choice. I think, I think it's very clear what the better choice is. The study guide now shifts to Luke chapter 12, verses 22 to 34. So have someone read that passage, then go to the first question, which asks you to reflect on what was just read, and then read Luke 12, verses 13 to 21, the verses preceding that, which is the parable of the rich fool, then answer the question of why you think Luke places Jesus' teaching on money and possessions right after that parable of the rich fool. The parable focuses on the consequences of greed and choosing wealth over God, while the teaching that follows it on money and possessions focuses uh, really more on the benefits of seeking the kingdom over earthly treasures and needs. So read through those things, compare them, and then talk about them. Next, the guide shifts to the story of the rich man or the rich young ruler, 
which is found in Mark 10, verses 17 to 31. Read through that passage in the group and then talk about the rich man's response to Jesus and why he responded in the way he did. So what, what was his response and why did he respond that way? In verse 25 of that passage, Jesus points out that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. The question asks, why is this true? Why is it true that it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God? And I think that all we've discussed so far, and all you will have discussed in your group about Jesus' teaching on money and possessions should really inform the answers that you receive here. Like, why why is it true that it's, it's harder for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle? And we know that a camel can't go through the eye of a needle. So what is what is Jesus saying? And why is that true? What then um, there are some questions that follow this that are really more internal questions. They they are questions that are designed to focus the lessons that we're learning internally. So the the first of it of the questions is talking about what does Mark 10 teach us about money and possessions in the life of a disciple? So you might want to review those those verses again in Mark 10, 17 to 31 and talk about what Jesus teaches. What are, what are the key things that he's teaching about money and possessions in the life of a disciple? And then the, the next question is really a very internal question because it's basically asking, is there anything that each of us individually needs to let go of as we follow Jesus? So, that's a time for people to really reflect on on their own lives and are they holding on to anything that that they need to let go of to be true disciples of Christ. And then finally, at the end of the study guide, we have the same type of reflection questions on the passages studied that we had in the past few weeks. And they ask, what was new to you? What, was there anything that you learned in these passages that, you, that was new to you? And what impact those passages had on you? And how will, you'll, you'll uh, act out, how you'll not act out, but how you'll, um, what you'll be motivated to do based on the impact it had on you. Well, that's it for this week. Um, I hope that you enjoy the study. Um, let's pray and then we'll close out. Father God, I thank you for these life groups and for these life group leaders. I thank you for all that they do, Lord, to help to serve your kingdom. I pray that as they meet this week, they'll have a great time of discussion, a great time of fellowship, Lord. And I pray that you'll continue to bless these leaders, bless their families and bless their groups. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you as you meet together this week, and um, I will talk to you again next week. God bless.